Become an iMatter member of Mental Health Matters with Marty podcast by texting iMatter to the following number, 855-717-1272. Again, that's 855-717-1272. And get all the exclusive and premier information concerning Mental Health Matters with Marty and the podcast. Also, visit my website at mentalhealthmarty.com. Again, that's mentalhealthmarty.com. There you will find some amazing merchandise to support you in your journey of maintaining your mental health and wellness. Welcome to Mental Health Matters with Marty podcast. My name is Martina Sellers, marriage and family therapist in the beautiful state of California where the sun is always shining. I will serve as your host and mental health hygienist. This podcast is designed to challenge your stinking thinking and your maladaptive thoughts surrounding mental health and wellness to move you from doubt and discouragement to encouragement and empowerment. Don't continue to secretly suffer in silence in the shadow of shame, but speak up, speak out, and live. It is so good to be back. Listen, you know, like anything else, life happens, and life happened with me, just like this COVID-19 and this pandemic. And But we are back, and we are so excited to see and ha- hear you uh, and that you're here with me, guys. And I'm so excited to announce that I am fully vaccinated, yes, with the Pfizer vaccination. And if you're still having doubt, please check out my Wednesday night Facebook Live and my YouTube show. And with it, we have Dr. Gwen Allen. Um, and we are discussing with three other doctors um, the vaccination. And I know with everything that's happening with Johnson & Johnson, we don't want you to feel fearful about the vaccination. But please check out our, our um, Facebook live shows so that you can get informed information from medical doctors pertaining to the vaccination. It's so important that we hear and get educated on what we need to do during this time time. But we are so glad to have you again. April is Child Abuse Prevention Month, and I did not want to let this month go by without talking to you and sharing my heart as it pertains to child abuse and being ready and prepared and how we identify it and exactly what child abuse is. So I want to share what is child abuse? Child abuse is when a parent or caregiver, whether through action or failing to act, causes injury, death, emotional harm, or risk of serious harm to a child. There are many forms of child maladaptive treatment, including neglect, physical abuse, sexual abuse, exploitation, and emotional abuse. 
And I think that last one is so important when we're talking about emotional abuse, because too often we have this uh, tunnel vision or this very narrow vision of what child abuse is. Child abuse is not only the physical abuse of it, but child abuse is also where where we don't spend enough time on child abuse is on the um, emotional and verbal abuse when we're attacking our children, when they hear you are nothing, shut up, you don't matter, you're an idiot, you're so stupid, why can't you be just like, well, uh, you know, or I wish I never had you. That's form of abuse. And too many kids play that through their mind time and time again. The old saying that sticks and stones may break my bones, but words will never hurt me. That's a lie. Because when you hear you are nothing, when they hear you are worthless, that is like back in the day when we had a record that skipped. You keep hearing that message over and over and over until it begins to not only become a part of your thought process, it then becomes a part of your behaviors, which become a part of who you are at your core. And we wonder why then these same children suffer with low self-esteem. We wonder why these same children suffer with anxiety. We wonder why these same children don't have confidence to make the right decisions and why these same children begin to live out the negative expectations because they know that if this is all that you expect of me, then why should I expect more of myself? Child abuse. And we have to do a better job at it in making sure that we are fully aware of what child abuse is and how it has a negative impact on the lives of our children. Now, since this pandemic has begun, reports of suspected child abuse and maltreatment has decreased, but it does not mean that abuse and neglect are occurring any less. Let me say that again. Since the COVID-19 pandemic, reports of suspected child abuse has decreased, but that does not mean abuse and neglect are any less occurring. Due to the shelter in place, continued social distancing, and the lengthening distant learning, children have less contact with trusted adults outside their home who can report child abuse. They have less contact outside the home with people who can report neglect. And many parents are feeling extremely pressured and stressed due to a lack of childcare options, lack of social activities for our children to participate in, social isolation, working from home, fear for uh, our own health and safety for working outside the home, uh, and maintaining a proper home and personal hygiene to ensure that our families stay healthy and safe. Now more than ever, 
parents need extra support and services to navigate through these uncharted times and territories. And and when we're talking about risks and we're talking about the possibility of neglect and abuse, we have to factor in all the other things that are happening in our lives that are finally freeing up for the past year. Who would have thought that a two-week stay-at-home so that we can get control of this pandemic would turn into over 52 weeks. That's a long time. In other words, who would have thought we would have been stay at home and uh, homeschooling, because that's what it is, for over a year. Not only do we have to try and maintain our jobs, we have to try and maintain now becoming the school teacher, the teacher's aide, the principal, the dean of discipline, the recess coordinator, the lunch lady, the trash uh, picker-upper, the after-school coordinator, the indoor sports uh, coach, the outdoor sports coach, um, and and regulating the after-school care uh, facilitator, anger management, and all these other things that we have to do. And, And then we still have to do our daily jobs, and we still have to get the groceries, and we still have to clean the house, and we still have to make sure the house is, uh, everyone is maintained in the house, and we still have to get the kids to bed. And, and, and the list goes on and on and on. Not to mention, some of us have lost jobs. Some of us don't have jobs or the jobs we thought we were going to have have now dissipated some of us had to settle for lower wages and some of us are just barely getting by and now I have the pressure of taking care of my children as well and it's too much we have to parents listen to me loud and clear we have to know when to say enough is enough i've reached my max i need help i need support and i'm so glad that you've said it it's okay not to be okay it's okay to be overwhelmed it's okay to voice it It's okay to share it. It's okay to reach out to your support system and say, I need a staycation. I need a vacation. I need a getaway moment. I need to go to the mall. I need to to get check myself into a hotel for a weekend. I need something to give because if I don't, I'm going to snap. Trust me. I get it. Having survived COVID, having my 74-year-old mother living now with me, having a 30-year-old daughter, having a 23-year-old son, and my five-year-old daughter, it gets to be a lot. Some days, and I'm a mental health professional, I just want to disappear. And I've learned to say, Marty, you need a time out. Okay, the house is not clean. Okay, it may not be a balanced meal, but it's a meal. Okay, I might just veg out in front of this V, but I can't go on any longer like this because if I do, it might be.
be detrimental to my family members and loved ones. It's okay to say I'm not okay. Let me share some of these things. I was looking at a report from the CDC at the beginning of this year, and they said heightened stress, school closures, loss of income, and social isolation resulting from the COVID uh, coronavirus disease 2020, 2019 rather, or COVID-19. This pandemic has increased the risk for child abuse and neglect. And despite the numbers of the lower numbers of child abuse calls that are coming in from the county uh, hotlines, and despite the decreased numbers of weekly ER visits into a lot of the uh, hospitals uh, related to child abuse and uh, neglect, the annual yearly percentage of ER visits leading to hospitalization as a direct result of child abuse and neglect has significantly increased among all age groups across the spectrum in this nation. Let me say that again. Despite the fact that reporting of child abuse and neglect has decreased, there has been a significant increase of hospitalization of children of all age due to uh, child abuse and neglect. Hospitalization for child abuse and neglect did, uh, uh, did increase significant in 2020 due to injuries because of the um, frustration, the feelings of overwhelmness of our parents. Child abuse is preventable. Let me say that one more time. Child abuse is preventable and we can prevent child abuse. How do we prevent child abuse? Let me say that no one has the right to abuse children. No one has a right to abuse children and no child deserves to be abused. No child deserves to suffer. No child deserves to be threatened. No child deserves to be put in harm's way. So that's why I say child abuse is preventable. And how do we prevent child abuse? I'm so glad you asked. I want to give you some tips on how to prevent child abuse. The first tip is never discipline your child when your anger is out of control. Come on, help me now. Don't discipline your child when you're angry. You will do and say some things when you're angry because you are not in your right mind than when you are in your right mind and and you have all the faculties and you are in control of that. When you are angry, you might need to put yourself on timeout. Be like, baby, I got to go to my own timeout because I don't want to say or do anything that I might regret. Know when you are at your limit. Why? Because we are here to protect our children. Children are a gift. You are are, um, responsible. Yeah, that's the word. You are are, are, uh, have a responsibility uh, to love on that gift and to protect that gift. Why? That's why we don't discipline out of anger. 
and when our anger is out of control. Again, you might say something that you will spend a lifetime regretting. Participate in your child's activities and get to know your children's friends. Yes, participate in their sporting events. Participate in their musical events. Participate, get to know what they like. What's their favorite color? What's their favorite foods? Who is their favorite friend and why? What's their favorite cartoon? What's their favorite television show? What's their favorite brand of sneaker? What's their favorite toy? Uh, Know your child and participate in their activities and get to know their friends. Trust me, I knew all of my son's friends, his all on his basketball team and everything. When I walk in the game, Mr. Sellers, Mr. Sellers, hey, how you doing? That's right. And one, I let them come to my house. Why? Because I was being nosy and I wanted to know who he was hanging around. And two, I got to know them more personal and it built and helped to build a bond of trust and then we could start the conversation and that is what is so important. During this time also, never leave your child unattended, especially in the car. When they're young, I know getting them in and out of that car seat can be a pain, but don't leave your child unattended. It breaks my heart that every year during the summer, so many children suffocate in their cars because the parents roll up their windows and say, I'm just going to be in there for a quick second and lock the doors. There is no excuse for that. Nothing is that important that is worth risking your child's life. So never leave your child unattended. Then teach your child to use their voice to allow them to prevent abuse in their own life. In other words, give your child permission to speak up, to speak out, and to live. Give them permission to share with you, with you about their day. Give them permission to share with you when things don't feel right or even if they don't know or 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 they need to share with you, get something out off of their chest and they're starting to behave differently or act a different way. Allow them to, to get it out and say what's wrong. Don't stop them from talking. Encourage them to talk. Encourage them to use their voice. Encourage them to speak up. And then what we have to do, then begin to ask questions. Yes, Baby, talk to me. What's going on? Why are you so quiet? Why are you feeling timid? What's going on? Hold your head up. Now, when you ask questions, don't ask questions that make them feel judged. Let me say that one more time. Don't ask questions to make them feel judged, but ask questions that's going to give them permission and give them the freedom to share openly with you. And and so sometimes you may need to get at their level. You may need to lower your voice and you may need to slow down the pace in which you say it and get on their level. Baby, it's all right. Talk to daddy. Now, what's going on? Give them permission to share. And sometimes we may need to do this over food, over a drink, uh, in their playroom, in their room, outside as we're walking. Whatever you need to do to create the right environment 
that gives them permission to speak freely. That's what we have to do. And then after you ask the questions, listen to them and believe what they are saying. I'm going to say that one more time. After you ask the questions, listen to them. In other words, shut up and allow them to talk. Yes, I said it. Shut up, parents. Sometimes we talk too much. Listen to them and allow them to share their story. Believe what they're saying. It's okay to ask questions to get clarity, but don't make them feel shame. Don't make them feel judged. Don't make them feel like they are in the wrong. Too often we shut our kids down by not just what we say, but how we say it. Come on, you know you've been there when when someone gave you that judgmental tone and it just shut you down. Don't do that to your children. Then be aware of changes in your child's behavior and their attitude and inquire into why that change has taken place. You know, Susie, you seem to be happier yesterday. Did something happen? What's going on? And notice when they may not give you eye contact. Lift up their chin and have them look you right into your eye and tell them it's okay. Take that element of shame away. Again, create an atmosphere of security, of safety, and support. Create an atmosphere of security, of safety, and support. Then, another tool I want to teach you. Teach your child what to do if you or your child becomes separated while away from home. In other words, empower them. Teach them your phone number. Teach them their address. Teach them their their mom and dad's full name. Teach them where they live. Teach them uh, various things. Teach them their aunt, uncles, a loved one's number and what to do. And teach them not to panic. Although that's easier said than done. If we get separated, this is what I need you to do. And practice it. Why? Because that can be the difference between life and death. Another tool, teach your child the correct names of his or her private body parts. Teach them to say penis. Teach them that their vagina or their breast or their buttocks or those type of things because and teach them no one is allowed to touch you or see you there except mommy or daddy because you want to teach them that if anyone and, and, and if they feel uncomfortable, they need to tell you immediately. Too often our children don't tell us because one, we don't teach them the, the proper anatomy that they have. Uh, give, if you want to give it a fun name, but teach them what that name is. But I suggest as, as parents uh, that we teach them the proper private uh, body parts and teach them the names of that. And again, don't make it shameful. Too many of our children have been raped and molested because we have not taught them the body parts and we've not taught them how to share that and taught them that to alert us when 
and if anyone touches them inappropriately. And by that same token, be alert if any talk that reveals premature sexual understanding. In other words, if your five-year-old is saying things that is inappropriate, that they should not know about sex and so forth, you need to inquire and be alert on that. And, and, and by that same token, pay attention when someone is showing greater than normal interest or attention to your child. Pull them aside. Baby, what's going on? Uh, uh, why, why do you have so much interest in my son or daughter? Uh, that, that's a little abnormal to me. So so what 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 do you have in mind? Um so you need to touch bases with me and talk to me before you do x y and z. That is protecting your child and also establishing appropriate boundaries. Come on somebody where others can't just come and do whatever so that uh, because they may not um understand that you are there to protect and to provide for your child. And lastly, make certain that your child's school or daycare center will only release your child to you or someone that has been officially designated on the emergency card. Too many schools, unfortunately, are neg uh, negligent in that area. Now, I hope this has been helpful to you. Please let us know if this has been. But before we leave today, I want to also give you the Child Help National Child Abuse Hotline which is 1-800-4-A-CHILD. Again, 1-800-422-4453. And that is a 24-hour hotline staffed with professional counselors to help you in this and during your difficult times. I want to thank you for joining me for another episode this week of Mental Health Matters with Marty. There are so many podcasts out there that you could have listened to, but I am so glad that you chose this one. Please share this podcast with those who you know could be positively impacted from the information and the health tools that I've given you today. Apple listeners, please give me a five-star rating and leave a stellar review for us to see. In this journey called life, do not continue to secretly suffer in silence and shadow of shame. But it is my desire to break the negative stigma surrounding mental health for all people. We must stop the stinking thinking by changing our toxic mindset. So as I say each week, please y'all, speak up, speak out, and live. Always remember to enjoy your life. This episode of Mental Health Matters with Marty Podcast is sponsored to you by Marcel Media Group, Marcel Consulting and Mental Health Services, Project Smith Designs, Z Creations, Carla Ray Photography, and Alex Robb Designs.